It's that time, the Betting Predators Podcast, where your main objective is hunting down the best bets for you. I'm your host, Sleepy Jake. You guys can find me on Twitter at SleepyJ underscore pregame. Joined here by the golf expert, the golf guru, Uncle Dave. You guys can find him on Twitter as well, at Dave underscore S1. You can find us both on the best sports betting information site on the web, pregame.com. All right, Uncle Dave, here we go. Another Wednesday, another golf podcast. This one, we have the Tour Championship. This one will be played at the East Lake Golf Club in Atlanta. Last year's overall defending champion for this event, Dustin Johnson. He returns here with 20 to 1 odds to go ahead and win this one. Uh, John Rahm is the favorite at most shops right now. Uncle Dave read around plus 350. Cantley follows at 4 to 1 at most of the shops. So it's it's kind of just Rahm Cantley right up there at the top. Now, the format is a bit different. We got 30 golfers, no cut event. Golfers, they will start with the score before they actually even tee off. Patrick Cantley is going to start off at minus 10, Finau minus 8, Bryson minus 7. Then you have the bottom guys like Billy Horschel, Patrick Reed, and a few others that will actually start out at even par. You know, pretty much based on rankings on how you end up starting this event. So the guys at the top obviously have a clear advantage uh, before this one even starts. So with all that stuff out of the way, let's get Uncle Dave in here so we can go ahead and start the podcast. This week we're going to do first round leader head-to-heads, top 10s, top 5s, and of course, our winners and if we have any uh, any best bets or any props uh, we'll go ahead and give that out as well now some of the wagers that Dave and I will make it will start with either starting strokes or it will be without strokes so we'll put we'll so we'll go ahead and we'll let you guys know uh, exactly what we plan on doing Uncle Dave uh, this is the last event here before the Ryder Cup you know it's been a good golf season for you and I and you know it's going to come to a brief halt you know, for roughly, you know, three weeks to a month, you know, are you excited to go ahead and maybe get a little bit of break from the links in the, in your golf handicapping? Yeah, that's a good question, Sleepy. I don't know if I'm excited for the break. I think it's, it's one of those things that this time of year, you know, we have a lot going on. We still got baseball, we got CFB, the NFL. So, you know, as we've talked before, I think this takes a lot more time to do than maybe people realize. So that half a day or so that I spend on this will be, will be great to take a break from right now as we get into football. And I'll be good to pick it up again because, you know, one, three or four weeks we'll have enough football information that should take a little less time. So it's good timing there. But like anything else, you know, when you're, when you're winning, you hate to, you hate to stop. And when you're, when you're losing, it's just that much harder to do. So, you know, I, th- I think it'd be good for, good for time-wise and, 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 and maybe focus a little better on football. Yeah, I think it works out perfect with the football schedule because you you kind of need like three four weeks to go ahead and get you know get it get in there get to see who's out there playing what they're doing you know what players are doing what you know and and kind of just get up to speed and you know for guys like you and I it's important that you know that we're ahead of speed when it comes to football especially after the first couple of weeks so um, I'll actually enjoy the break and you know it's been it's been a good golf season overall but I want to go ahead and I want to close out um, this particular year you know, with a strong podcast and, and hopefully get ourselves a couple of winners. Let's start out with our first round leaders there. Uncle Dave, I have one. I know you have a couple. I'll see if you end up with the guy that I have on your sheet there. Who are you looking at for your first round leaders? Yeah. The, now these, again, they're without strokes. Um, you know, uh, you can make a case for a lot of guys, but I made the case for a couple. Uh, Sergio Garcia, he has absolutely nothing to lose here. He's starting 10 strokes back. He's not catching Cantlay. But, you know, he's only five shots out of fifth place, give or take. And fifth place is good for, I believe, two and a half million bucks. Uh, so this, which is what, two, it's like winning two tournaments during the season. So there's plenty of reasons to give a shit 
or even the guys that just made it in. Uh, and East Lake itself over the last 24 rounds, Sergio is T10 in shots gained total. Um, he's 13th on, on tour, uh, which includes thirds in shots gained off the tee. And I think that's going to be a big deal here. Uh, and and uh, putting is always a big part of my work, but I think this week it takes on slightly less importance because it's not going to be a birdie fest. Um, I think the winning score here um, you know, without strokes has been between 7 and 13 under. So you, know, you can get away with a few misses maybe. Um, and, 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 and that's been his Achilles heel if he has one. Having said that, you know, he was positive in shots game putting at the BMW. So I think at 40 to 1 for first round leader without strokes, uh, it's a green light. And I also see he's plus 250 uh, to be top 10 first round without strokes, uh, which is similar odds to Sam Burns, a lot of guy, a guy a lot of people like this week. So I think that's also a good option. You know, it's a it's a quantum leap from from 30th or even par to minus 10. Uh, but you know, top 10 is still only minus four ish. So uh, to start, so you know, he doesn't have to shoot 61 to do that. Um, and I'm going to go chalk here with first round leader without strokes at DJ at 12 to one. Not the greatest price, uh, but it's the same odds as Rory, who I do like as well. Uh, but but twice the odds as Rom for first round leader, who who Rom is really hard not to take, and Xander, who's owned this course. Uh, but DJ finished the BMW well. He shot a minus six Sunday. Putted really well all week. He's got the length, and I do think that will be an advantage for some guys here, uh, or a disadvantage for shorter hitters, if you will. There's no drivable par fours. Two of the par fives were turned into long par fours. So, you know, I look back at last week, and his driving accuracy wasn't great, uh, but that's a lot more fixable in a week than putting. Um, and he's another guy that has financial reasons to play as well. He's seven back, uh, and if he were to finish – 15th or where he's starting he could collect about 600 grand which doesn't suck but if he gains three or four shots again just kind of like sergio finishes third or fourth that's an extra two or three million bucks uh which again that's as much as winning two regular season tournaments so you know there's incentive for for guys that aren't starting at the top so sergio and dj first round leaders without strokes all right solid information there from uncle dave i'm gonna take a slightly different approach here but Uncle Dave and I could both actually cash our first round leader here. And I don't have any of the guys that he has because I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to start with starting strokes. I'm going to take Tony Finau at plus 550. As I mentioned in the beginning there, Cantley's going to start out at minus 10. Finau is going to be right behind him at minus 8. I like the position and I also like the price at plus 550. I don't think Tony has to kind of press early in this one, but he does need to get a little bit aggressive to a degree, but I don't feel like he'll be pressing um, unless he really needs to. And I don't think that that'll come maybe until a little bit later because he's, you know, he's right in the mix right now. I feel like at all these guys, he's going to be one of the more relaxed guys at this event. You know, we finally got his win there, Uncle Dave, that you and I actually missed out on. Go figure. But um, I, I just feel like he's in a good spot here. So I'm going to go ahead and make a pizza bet on Finau uh, to be the first round leader. And we will go ahead and we will use the starting strokes at plus 550. Let's jump into our head-to-heads here, Uncle Dave. Again, I have one. Why don't I go ahead and let you rip and run on this one? I have a feeling you're going to end up with the same guy here that I have on my sheet. So let's go head-to-heads. What do you got? Well, uh, I don't know if we're going to have the same guy. We might. Um, head-to-head with strokes. Sam Burns over Jordan Spieth at plus 130. And, you know, as I said, they start on even footing. I think they're both minus four, but I don't think they're going to end on even footing. Um, 
earlier I said people like Burns this week, and I do as well. For starters, you know, for me taking Spieth here at some books is a, is a mopping, whopping minus 160, um, you know, as opposed to plus 130. That's a pretty substantial hold. So the financial value there is clearly on Burns. We know he finished sixth last week, but more importantly, he ended the week with birdies on two of the last three holes, finished the week uh, almost plus one in strokes gained putting, always good. His greens and regulation stats have never been in question, and he hit almost 80% of them last week. He's in the top five in tee to green stats over the last month. Um, Speaks won here before, but this could be a huge payday for Burns, so I, I love that angle. Not to mention the experience he gained last week, and they're also playing together in the first round and obviously the second round. And, and Burns is the 25th-ranked golfer in the world. So where's the 90-cent difference in this price? I don't know. Uh, Spieth isn't in the best uh, form off the tee, and I think that's going to be important. Uh, and Spieth needed a higher finish than T-34 last week. He's been playing well, but not exceptional. Um, and this is a guy that's just too inconsistent for me to bet on. You know, he's capable of 62. He's also capable of 77. So I actually trust Burns more, his consistency, so, so I like uh, Burns over Spaith at plus 130, Sleepy. Well, I was right, Uncle Dave. You picked my guy. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to play Sam Burns too, but I'm going to make a little bit of a different bet than you. I'm going to go ahead and play Sam Burns over Jordan Spieth in the first round, and you can go ahead and you can get that at even money. You know, it's simple for me, Uncle Dave. I think it comes down to putting. Burns is elite in that area, and, you know, Spieth isn't exactly, you know, as strong as Burns. And some of the reporting is that, you know, they might be a little bit damp. They might be a little bit soggy, you know, after rain, after a few days. So I think a lot of the really good putters will be in a good spot, at least to go ahead and start this event. And I also like what I've seen from Burns. You know, when he gets paired up with guys that are very good, he tends to actually play maybe even better than he probably should at at times. And for Spieth, I wonder if he kind of presses a little bit early, knowing that, you know, that he really probably wants to catch these leaders. I feel for Burns, he might take a little bit more of like the tortoise and hare kind of approach. And I feel like with the putting that Burns, you know, he'll end up uh, he'll end up gaining some strokes putting uh, a little bit tick by tick. So I feel like he's semi live a little bit there, Uncle Dave. I know he and uh, I know he's going to be starting minus four and so will Spieth. So. Um, it doesn't matter if you, you know, make that wager in the first round with or without strokes. But that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take Sam Burns there, Uncle Dave, over Jordan Spieth. First round on Thursday uh, at even money. I feel pretty good about that one. So I'm glad that you agree. Uh, let's jump into our top tens, top fives. I have one here, Uncle Dave. I'm going to go ahead and give that one out first. I like Billy Horschel top ten at seven to one. You know, I think Horschel knows. You know, he's probably not going to end up winning this thing. I think his win odds for this is like 250 to 1. But real expectations is that, you know, that he can actually move up the leaderboard, you know, with the steady four rounds of golf. He won here at East Lake before. He came in second here before, so he knows his court rather well. So he knows his course rather well. He's done well here before. So this is probably going to be the long shot ticket um, for me, and hopefully he goes ahead and he makes some noise. I don't see him pressing like crazy at all. So I figure maybe Billy Horschel, 7-1, top 10, uh, is certainly worth the bet. You got any top 10s there, Uncle Dave? I do. Uh, one one chalk one here. You know, I got I got to take a top five John Rahm without starting strokes at even money. He's starting this event four strokes behind Cantley, and yet he's the betting favorite to win with strokes and without strokes, obviously. His mission all season has been to win this event. And 
although I can't bet that he won't, there's no doubt in my mind that he's top five without strokes here. He, he might be fourth in the standings, but he's the number one ranked golfer in the world. Finished no worse than eighth since the PGA Championship. Aside from that withdrawal at the Memorial after the COVID positive, which he probably would have won. He's second in shots gained off the tee, seventh in shots gained approach, first tee to green, well above average putter. And although he didn't roll it well last weekend, that's not enough to deter me from betting he's top five without strokes and probably top five uh, minus 180 with strokes, which I know is big juice, but I just think it's for good reason. Um, and I got another one here, uh, top 10 without starting strokes. And I don't grasp this. Abraham answer plus 130. Um, you know, I, I looked at that and I said, let me get this straight. You know, he's starting anywhere from, from 6th to 10th, whatever you want to call it. They're all at minus 4. And they're saying he's going to get passed by any number of golfers to not be T10. Now, first of all, I love the fact he's playing with Harris English, who might be one of the easiest guys to play with. Uh, these fairways, as I said, aren't going to be the easiest to hit. But answer, 22nd shots gained off the tee, 25th shots gained approach. 14th in shots gained overall, and he's a great putter. I mean, the guy has as much talent as anyone, and I think he had his hiccup and his learned lesson with bogeys on the last two holes last Sunday. And in the last five events he's played since the U.S. Open, he hasn't shot higher than 72. So for my money, I look at this sleepy. He's not going to play himself out of contention. And I'd rather my money be on that type of a guy rather than a hit-or-miss guy like, say, Spaeth. Um, who, since we both bet against him, is probably going to shoot 62 uh, tomorrow. Uh, I could make this exact same case for Harris English, to be honest, and I might. But if he has a weakness, it's off the tee. And if English keeps it in the short grass, he's a guy with betting promise as well. But I did bet answer top 10 plus 130 without starting strokes. All right, solid stuff there from Uncle Dave. Uncle Dave, I don't have any top fives. Um, the One of the guys you use there, I'm going to go ahead and use him to win. Now, you guys can go ahead and you could bet some of the props out there. There's, you know, three balls. There's nationality props, hole-in-ones, uh, things like that. I didn't do any of that particular stuff yet, and I more than likely probably won't. But the betting menu, I feel, you know, it's still pretty good for this type of an event. So let me give you my winner there, Uncle Dave. It's about as square as you could possibly be. It's John Rahm at plus 330. And that will be with strokes. Yes, you know, he's the favorite in the event. But over the course of four days at, you know, these big events this year, he's just been dynamic. And I feel like this is just his year. He's just too damn good um, to go ahead and kind of fade and, and stay away from, you know, when he's within striking distance. I don't know if you want to go against that guy. And what worries me about Rom is that, not having a ticket on him is probably just a mistake. And I'm glad that you have one there, Uncle Dave. But let's go back to some of the bigger tournaments where we saw the odds come out. And we were like, man, it's like he's like 10 to 1 and the next guy is 18 to 1. And then we saw the same thing again. He was like 9 to 1 and the next guy was 15 to 1. It was like, how is this guy such a big, big favorite? And it's just because he's so damn good and he wins. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to play Rom to go ahead and win this thing uh, at plus 330. And I'll give you one other guy that I'm kind of leaning towards, and I didn't hear Uncle Dave mention him yet, but I think maybe a pizza bet might be in order for Colin Morikawa at 35-1. to Now, he is seven strokes back to go ahead and start this thing, but I feel like if anybody can make him up, it's probably a guy like Morikawa. He's been great all year. You know, he shows up at the big events. His iron play 
you know, was always going to go ahead and keep him in it. And I feel with guys kind of pulling out all the tricks to kind of win this thing, I feel like if your iron play is locked on, that you're not going to end up with those big crucial mistakes if you are pressing. And I could see a lot of guys, you know, really just going for that home run ball, you know, a lot, you know, with it, especially within the first two rounds. And it really hurting them. And Morikawa just staying steady, staying smooth. So I'm going to probably go ahead and use him in a pizza bet there, Uncle Dave, uh, at 35 to 1. So those are the guys I'm looking at. John Rahm, Morikawa right now there, Uncle Dave. What do you got for your winners? Well, my, my winner with strokes, and, and you'll like this one, is uh, Tony Finau, plus 700 or 7 to 1, however you want to word that. But, you know, he's starting second. And to win, his odds are double what Rom's odds are. And so that's just value to me. I'm not going to be that guy, again, that doesn't take Tony. Uh, there's no doubt about his abilities. Uh, and this number is based on history and experience, both of which do have merit. But, you know, he got the monkey off his back at the Northern Trust. Uh, he had 10 birdies on Sunday, including five of his last six holes. So he comes in here, like, super confident. Great off the tee. 16th in shots gained total. Above average putter. I guess when all of a sudden said and done here, Sleepy, uh, is there anyone in the field with a chance that can play without pressure and expectations more than Finau? And I, and I say no. Uh, and there's no time ever when you can bet a guy uh, in second place at seven to one. Uh, he's not the worst first round leader bet either at twenty to one without starting strokes. In fact, he's the tenth betting favorite there. And coming off last Sunday, that that great finish, I like that as well. Uh, my winner without strokes. I'm going with Rory at 12 to 1. And if you look on similar courses, and you can find this on datagolf.com, one of the best stat producers has been Rory. And I believe from memory, Xander is there as well. You know, Rory is the third betting favorite without strokes. So, you know, that should tell you something only behind Rahm and Xander, actually. Uh, and Rory's another guy that's eight shots back to start. And, you know, he can play with zero expectations. And remember, uh, there's a three to four million dollar difference in the payday from where he is to where he can finish, uh, and of course he's in good form coming off of last week. So uh, I just, I just, I just think he's he's the guy, and I can't leave Xander off based on a ton of things. So I'll probably be on him uh, to finish top ten without strokes at, at minus one fifty. Again, I think I think there's just some guys you absolutely have to play, and you know, let me let me sign off there, but. You know, not unlike not being that guy with Fina or or, or or every week Bubba making the cut. You know, a guy like Cockrack has killed me. So I'm fearful that he finally gets his shot shit together and, and leads after the first round. I want to use Sanjay M. I want to use Neiman. Uh, I want to use Justin Thomas somewhere, but I haven't figured out where the best value is yet. I didn't take Cantlay. And, and, you know, why not? He's got a two-shot lead. I didn't take Bryson, and obviously he can win. But there's the inconsistency thing. And, and I do wonder if the crowd razzing him doesn't hurt more than it helps. And, you know, for a guy like him, it only has to hurt once for a double or a triple. Uh, and that's all it's going to take to play yourself out of this. And, you know, people are finding reasons not to bet Cantley. He's got a two-shot lead. Um, the only reason not to is wondering how much winning last week took out of him. And, you know, that's why I can't bet Bryson because I'm, I'm just sure that last week took a lot out of him. So that's kind of where I stand. You know, there are plenty of other guys I, I could use somewhere and probably will. And I didn't want to leave off not mentioning them and, and have people think that we just don't like them because I do. It's just you, you got to stop somewhere. All right. Well, I'll be that guy there, Uncle Dave, that, that won't take Finau to win. So 
hopefully you're right. Hopefully he does win. But I do agree with you 100% is that Tony might come in the loosest out of all these guys, which is actually quite surprising because we've seen him before, you know, when, when it's crunch time, kind of, you know, falter. But this is a, a different type of position for him. This is a different type of uh, a situation. And I have him on my on my card too, so hopefully he does well. Hopefully you guys all do well. Hopefully you guys got some uh, some decent information, some good bets out of us. But uh, as I said, uh, Uncle Dave and I will go ahead. We'll probably wrap up the golf podcast with this one, and then we'll swing back around uh, more than likely in a couple weeks because, as, as we had mentioned, uh, obviously we have the NFL starting in college football, and that's going to pretty much take precedence over anything. If you guys are looking for NFL season package, we have it up right now at thebettingpredators.com. You'll get our player props for all the games, primetime games, Sunday games. You'll get our DFS stuff from Chris. Uh, you get his rankings. You'll get all the injury news, all the weather updates, everything like that uh, for you guys to use each and every week throughout the NFL season. So that package is up now. You guys can go over to bettingpredators.com. Go ahead and pick that up. If you guys want to follow me and Uncle Dave, you know where to do so on Twitter at SleepyJ underscore pregame at Dave underscore Essler. And you can find Uncle Dave and I on the best sports betting information site on the web, pregame.com. With that said, I'd like to wish you guys all the best of luck on the Tour Championship. Enjoy the games.